0: Hi, this is Steve Addison, and you're listening to The Movement's Podcast. The podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today, we're in Memphis, Tennessee, talking to Zach and Sally Medlock about No Place Left Online.
1: Serving in Memphis for uh, almost eight full years now, pursuing so no place left. And it's been it's been an amazing eight years. Uh, Ron and I teamed up together uh, maybe around six or seven years ago, and we're still praise the Lord rolling together as partners. Uh, and Callie, uh, we got married, and she was the the co-laborer, the 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 cuter co-laborer. Um, that was almost five years ago.
0: Yeah,
1: 2015. Yeah, almost five years ago. And our vision is to see multiplying churches out of every zip code in the Memphis metro area, which is 41 zip codes. And we also want to see a simple multiplying church amongst every people group that has a thousand people or more, which is about 20, almost 25 yeah. different groups. And then we have social segments. So so these are sort of bigger segments yeah. that we're really targeting So that might be low income, that might be the wealthy, that might be um, our our medical community we have here in Memphis, that might be um, uh, college students, uh, young professionals. So some of those social segments we're targeting, which is seven different segments. And uh, so my time is uh, lots of training, uh, encouraging, pastoring, it seems like more and more, uh, the church planters and those that are pursuing lostness uh, in these different segments or zip codes, uh, and also planting churches ourselves. So I've been, the last year and a half, been planting a church in a youth prison, which has been a lot of fun, and then coming alongside others that are doing the same. And Callie, you want to share about what you're doing? She's she's going after no place left in her hospital. She's a faithful disciple maker in, in her hospital. She's seen... Three of her coworkers come to Christ and baptize, and she's constantly trying to leverage uh, her workplace as a nurse as a place to make disciples. It's been awesome.
0: Well, yeah, I met Zach like in 2010 or so, and we grew up in the same home church. And um, so, when I was in college, I think my freshman years, when Zach got into um, the No Place Left community, and um, mm-hmm. I liked Zach and I liked No Place Left. So it didn't take much to get me to tag on to that. So so it was sort of of a package deal. You got No Place Left and Zach. Yeah, it really worked out in my favor. Um, (laughs) So I went on a mission trip uh, in 2013 with Zach and Ron. um, And that's where I learned like the bridge illustration, how to share the gospel, um, I think a little bit, we learned a little bit about four fields then. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I came home and just started practicing it with my family. I have three younger sisters. And so I shared with, um, the oldest of the three and she said that she wanted to follow the Lord. And so, um, we got to talk about what that looks like and what that means. And then I trained her in how to share I can't remember if it was the the bridge of three circles back then, but trained her in how to share that. And then um, we called up another one of my sisters into the room that we were in. And we're like, hey, we want to show you something. And so she got to practice that with my other sister. And that sister said that she wanted to follow the Lord as well. And so got to see them baptized in our home um, and got to share with my mom um, and just share with her like that, you know, this – following Jesus is looking different for me now than it has before and, um, share the gospel with her and just talk about her background. And, um, she said that she wanted to really start following Jesus in a different way than she had ever before. Um, and so for a while, we had a church meeting in my home just with my family. Um, we're going out there on Sundays and, um, intentionally, going through, you know, the three-thirds and being church with them. So I've seen a lot of change and transformation in my family over the years. It sounds like things were going along pretty much uh, full speed ahead there in, in Memphis. And then, yeah. like, for the rest of the world, uh, the virus came and locked down.
1: What's yeah. it been like since, since that happened? Well, you know, typically I'm uh, in around maybe – three to six meetings a day on average and they're most of them are around the cities. So I'm I'm burning gas in my Honda Civic and uh just enjoy being with people face to face. And then all of a sudden that was that was stopped pretty immediately. And uh we we started quarantine earlier than most people because one of the church planners in the No Place Left Network in Memphis was actually the second confirmed case. In his county, and um they were over our house two days previous before that they before they were tested positive having dinner uh over our house that night Wow uh, so two days previous, so he called me, and he's like bro i I'm so sorry, but we just tested positive for coronavirus, and we were thinking, "Whoa, you know that's crazy." And uh so we started lockdown for us was probably two weeks before everyone else did. And so um we kinda we kinda I guess I feel like the last two or three weeks this has almost been like normal life now. We've kind of accepted a new way of doing things. And uh so I, I guess one thing that I've been encouraged about is that ninety percent of the work was able to be <laughs> transition to phone calls and Zoom calls. You know, a lot of what I'm doing is I'm encouraging, I'm training, I am uh, pastoring uh, church planters, and uh, I've been able to transition a lot of that to Zoom. As far as going uh, door to door, as far as going out into uh, a community to do uh, an outreach of some sort, uh, which we we actually had a really big one planned on April eighteenth that had to be canceled it was uh, It was big. We were probably going to have around sixty to eighty people go out and target one community we 've been praying for and um, prayer walking for a while and we had the whole day was going to be uh, going out and doing various service projects, visiting uh, uh, s- single moms. Visiting people we had actually encountered in the harvest in the months prior, and all that had to be canceled. So we had to figure out <laughs> how to continue the Great Commission uh, in a different way. I remember Callie was actually on a, on a call with some of her friends just talking about, all right, girls, what do we do now? And uh, you want to tell them that part of the story?
0: Yeah, so we were just talking about um, what – evangelism will look like in this season um and zach from across the room listening to our conversation uh said well why don't y'all have like an online bible study and um do an online dbs and um so i threw that out to the group and
1: and dbs meaning discovery bible study so it's something we've been doing for i mean years honestly uh almost uh, since the beginning of pursuing no place left probably eight years ago, uh, just inviting people to make spiritual discoveries of who Jesus is and reading stories with, with them and asking a few simple questions. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So since we weren't getting to engage people in the community, I wasn't able to go to work, um, for those two weeks during quarantine. So, um, figured, you know, you kind of skip having to meet people and get out in the midst of, you know, lostness. It's like two barriers is you just go to your Facebook or Instagram and you've already got, you know, tons of people that you're already in association with. And so just made a post and, um, said, Hey, I'm going to be reading a story of hope about Jesus, uh, at this time, um, on this day. And if you're interested at all, I'd love for you to join. You don't have to know anything about the Bible, um, and just created like a little poll, um, for people to say like, yeah, I'd love to join or maybe next time. And, um, had, yeah, I think like 20, 23, 20, yeah. 23 people who were interested in 48
1: and- hours. That was blowing my mind <laughs> after, after the first night, uh, I said, so how many, she says, I've got nine girls already that said they want to join. And the next day she said, I have 23 like are
0: you serious yeah and so of those 23 um there were nine ladies who were who actually joined the the call and it was people that i would not have expected um it was really neat to see there were girls who are in the same stage of life as me there are girls who are younger than me there were some ladies um one of my grandmothers joined she's like in her 70s um and not a believer and Some ladies in their 40s so it's just really neat to see um people from all over all kind of different walks of life join in on this this call i use zoom Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and zoom only gives 40 minutes uh i've got the pro account but callie i think set up her own account and so we're we knew we wanted to see this multiply from the beginning and we were thinking, can it be done in 40 minutes with that free account? And um, she actually ended up using my pro account and it ended up being like right at like 43 minutes or something. So Mm -hmm. we, we found out it could be done.
0: And then Mm -hmm. I used mine for the next one because you want people to be able to still do this, even if you don't have, you know, the pro account. Yeah. Um, So that was one of the, things just to practice was keeping it short and sweet and simple um so that more people can access it there, there were a few girls who um i don't think have a relationship with the lord but are poss- are in a seeking stage um and then another maybe half of the girls were pre-existing um but A lot of them were kind of pre-existing, but I don't see a lot of spiritual activity in their lives right now. I was nervous going into it, just thinking, like, I don't even know the last time I had a conversation with almost all of these people. Um, But I think the Lord really blessed it. We read um, the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, and um, every single person had something to say. And I think something really, like, really profound to say. Um, they all chimed in. I think they were all really encouraged by the story. And I just asked at the end of it, um, how, how can we have hope because of the story that we've read tonight? And so it was just really sweet to see um, all of these women talking about ways that they can have hope in the midst of, you know, the coronavirus and the fear that that may cause um, to different degrees for these women and, um, yeah, I think every one of them were really encouraged and um, could totally find hope in it.
1: A neat question she came up with on her own was, at the end of the story, the sinful woman, which is the one we've been.
0: Using, oh yeah, I think I said Samaritan woman, but we did the sinful woman.
1: <laughs> okay, Luke, Luke 7, yeah. Luke 7. 50 mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, at the end of the story, Jesus says, woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. mm That's how it ends. And uh, she added the question, how is this woman able to leave with peace? Okay. And that peace is what people are looking for right now.
0: And then what
1: happened next, Kelly?
0: (laughs) So um, I created a link and sent it out to people on, um, it was just a little questionnaire that said, would you be? It
1: was a Google form
0: yeah, would you be interested in joining more of these and then got their contact information. Um, so I did a few more of the calls and each time I would just reach out to those ladies and say, Hey, I'm doing one this night. I kind of did them at different times and different days. Um, just to see if other people would be able to join. Um, and there were a few girls who were consistently joining the calls. Um, and yeah, one girl in particular is like starting to read the Bible and um, reaching out to another friend that she has, who's a believer, a mutual friend of ours, and is like really interested in in spiritual things, reading the Bible, praying, things like that. Now that I don't think was really there before. So there was one particular girl who joined the call and just said, "Hey, I'm super interested in being a part of this." I'd known her from um, a mutual friend. I knew that that mutual friend had talked to her about Jesus and shared some stories, but hadn't gotten a lot of traction in the past. And so, um, she reached out and said she wanted to join. She came on the first call. She came on the second call. She came on the third call. Um, and she was probably the most, I mean, everyone was interactive, but, um, she, you could tell something was going on in her heart when she was on the call. Um, she was just really moved by the story. She was moved by the sinful woman, how she was able to come to Jesus and, um, Jesus just saw her and accepted her. We read a story of, uh, Mary and Martha. She was so moved by, um, seeing the example of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and not being distracted. Um, and so as we were ending the stories, um, I asked if there was a way that or anyone that these ladies could reshare this story with in their life. And, um, and she messaged me later and said, Hey, I just want to let you know that I've already gotten to share it with my mom and my boyfriend. Um, and which was pretty huge because those were, um, or at least her boyfriend was someone that she, um, wasn't really willing to share stories of Jesus with in the past. Um, he's not a believer. Um, and wasn't open to it at all. And so that just felt really huge for her to be able to go home and um, share that with him. And um, and she's been re- she reached out and asked if she could join our church on Sunday night. So she's been joining in with our church for Zoom. Um, and the mutual friend that we have messaged me the other day and said, Hey, I just want to let you know that um, she told me that she wanted to start reading the Bible. And so she just started in Genesis and she Sent me a text message and said, "Hey, I'm I'm reading Genesis chapter four tomorrow. Do you want to read it with me?" And so I've just seen so much um, fruit come come out of just a, a simple, you know, forty minute story from the Bible. Um, and yeah, it seems like the Lord is has her on a path of really getting a hold of her heart, which has been super exciting.
1: Yeah. I was able to lead one or I I made my post and I thought that I'd have a lot of people, but I had one guy and, uh, I I thought, man, my wife's way way more popular than me, but this one guy was worth a hundred because he was an old friend from middle school. I hadn't talked to in over, I don't know, 10, 12 years. And, um, I was shocked that he messaged me and said, Hey Zach, send me a link. I'd like to join the Bible study. And I I really had no clue where this guy was at with the Lord. And uh, we jump on the call and I kind of laugh and say, all right, Ben, you're you're the only one that joined my call. And he laughed and we ended up catching up and talking for two hours that night. And we've met four times since. And what's neat is we were just talking today is I invited him to come over and do what we're starting as little driveway hangouts. So bring a lawn chair, your favorite beverage and come sit in the driveway six feet apart for just a different way to connect. And so uh, hopefully our first uh, uh, in-person encounter in probably 15 years will be in the next few days. Yeah, wow. Driveway hangout. That's the new thing we're trying to multiply. We've been training people how to host their own driveway hangout. We had one recently that was a huge success. It's as simple as just drawing a, a, or casting a net across your social media platform yeah but i've also heard of stories people of people that are targeting their coworkers and friends with just an individual text message saying Mm -hmm. hey i'm going to be hosting an online story of hope uh during this certain day and time would you like to join and we've been hearing success of people just using their their phone list or email even Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be just your social media yeah, But we, we tend to collect a lot of friends we forget about and we haven't talked to in six, seven, eight years. And we typically typically don't think of them as our oikos, but uh, a lot of us are being surprised at who's still watching uh, on social media.
0: The most encouraging thing isn't even necessarily what has been going on in Memphis, but maybe what's been going on um, in other places of the world. I think we've just heard about so many different people and places um, all over the world that um, have adopted doing these discovery Bible studies online. And so it's just been super encouraging um, to hear all the time, different, different people who are doing this different people that they're engaging really neat stories Um, for like two weeks straight. Troy Cooper would just keep sending in my inbox. Like there's a new one in this place. There's a new one in this place. And, um, so I think that's honestly been the most, one of the most encouraging things is just seeing people being able to reach lostness um, all across the world. Although we're like forced to be in our living room. So,
1: For, you know, most of the churches in the network here and around the country are meeting at homes and we've been talking with them versus others that are been meeting in, in buildings. And we found a, 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 a really different response from those that had uh, a larger uh, building that they're meeting in versus versus a home. Most of our uh, house churches have found it very uh, easy to transition to gather over zoom. That was, that started immediately and we've been surprised at all the new people that have hopped on. We've got actually, we've we've got a couple new members uh, that I actually haven't seen in person they ended up joining the church like Amanda's mom, who's been with us every, every week for going on seven, eight weeks now. And uh, so we meet online. We meet over, um, over Zoom for about two hours. We do the three-thirds process. Uh, we've learned how to share our YouTube videos to worship uh, over YouTube. And we use the breakout room feature, which is gold, uh, with Zoom uh, for our accountability and care. And it's gone really well. We're still able to be uh, encouraged. We're able to uh, really do everything uh, we could do in person. Last night we were gathering, and we did the Lord's Supper together. You know, um, we haven't had our first Zoom baptism yet, but I, I believe it's coming soon. Uh, as far as getting those in on these discovery Bible studies connected to church, one of the things we've been doing is uh, if someone is joining one of these discovery Bible studies online, connecting them with the local church in their area or church planner that's kind of pursuing that area. And so for instance, this one guy who joined the call, I knew that he lived in Olive Branch and I invited the guy who's been pursuing no place left Olive Branch to join our next discovery Bible study. And so they joined and then they got to connect and share uh, their uh, contact information so that when things begin to lift, uh, there's a new person to potentially join their church. Uh, what we see across the city, Steve, is that um, this community is, instead of uh, saying, oh, no, this is terrible, um, you know, being sad about the different limitations that this has brought, we see this community of, of churches and leaders really saying, This is an opportunity. And I've been so encouraged uh, to see that attitude. And my hope is that that attitude spills into the rest of the church uh, that we're aiming to influence and to train and to encourage. That the church would see uh, uh, several things. That they would see that death is real, you know, and that um, time is ticking and, and urgency is grown in our church across the city uh another thing is that people would would remember that um the Great Commission will always continue uh no matter what and uh you know we I think it's exposed some things in the church lately it's exposed uh lots of different sin in the church, and we're hoping that God uses uh this is a season of exposing uh the weaknesses and and the sin in the church. Um, I'm hoping and praying that uh, churches are more open to changing things because they've been forced to go into substantial change. And maybe this will bring more courage to to bring about new change when it comes to seeing no place left.
0: Visit movements.net for the resources you need to get started multiplying disciples and churches everywhere. I'm Steve Addison for the Movement Podcast